It's no secret that the forces that control the lives and the livelihoods of Kansas farmers and ranchers are largely beyond their control. Forever at the mercy of fluctuating commodity prices, they're now pawns in an international trade dispute. And of course, there's always the weather. From the Kansas News Service, I'm Jim McLean, and this is Statehouse Blend, Kansas. A bill that its backers say would help folks in the ag sector get more affordable health coverage triggered a spirited debate in the Kansas Senate this past week. It would allow the Kansas Farm Bureau, and only the Farm Bureau, to sell a new kind of health coverage, cheaper than traditional insurance because it wouldn't be subject to state and federal consumer protections, meaning, among other things, that the ag organization could refuse to cover people with pre-existing conditions. That, opponents said, was reason enough to reject the bill, but its supporters carried the day. All I'm trying to do is carry a bill that is going to give a health benefit plan to Kansans that are just trying to get by every day. Senator Rob Olson, the bill's main champion, argued it would give at least some farmers and ranchers options they desperately need. I want to save Kansas. I want to see rural Kansas grow again. Healthcare is just one issue at the center of an emerging discussion about the future of rural Kansas. A discussion being led at the State House by Representative Don Heinemann, a five-term Republican who still farms near Dighton, the small town in west-central Kansas, where he grew up. My high school graduation class in 1965 was 55 kids. That was the height of the Pretty baby, robust. baby boom. Yeah. Uh, right now, they graduate something under 20 per year. Um, in fact, last year, uh, the high school football team now plays eight-man football, right. and they had nine kids out for eight-man football. That's and yet they team. almost made it to state. Yeah. <laughs> Heinemann was the majority leader for a couple of years, but lost that post when the House got more conservative in the last election. So, as a consolation prize, Speaker Ron Reichman put him in charge of the new, optimistically named, Rural Revitalization Committee. And he told me that uh, the idea first came to him two years ago when he was first campaigning for Speaker. Uh, and in meeting with Western Kansas representatives, he became even more aware of the plight of rural Kansas. And having lived in Mead growing up, he had empathy for that and realized it was something we needed to deal with. I sat in, in the committee for a couple of days when you were hearing from person after person about the quote-unquote crisis in, in rural health care. Is there a common thread? We had three full days of testimony on, on rural health care, and the common thread was Medicaid expansion would be a great benefit to all health care providers, hospitals, physicians, and others. Yeah, not a cure-all. Uh, there was also a lot of talk about how to redesign the rural health care system, particularly critical access hospitals, which are kind of yesterday's answer to rural health problems. So there's that. But in the near term, you did hear an awful lot about Medicaid expansion. Yes, we did. Uh, it obviously is very important to hospitals and their bottom line. There's a lot of pushback, though, from members of the committee, particularly from rural members of the House. Do you have an answer for that? I understand why there's opposition, um, because the reality is, as we've learned time and again, once you start a new government program, there's no going back. You're locked in. Uh, the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, is a case in point. But when we look unbiasedly at the effect that expansion would have, it's hard to avoid the conclusion that on net it would be a very good thing. Okay, let's move on to housing. What are the big issues in housing in terms of rural Kansas? 
there's a lack of affordable workforce housing. I, I think that's true in urban areas as well, but it's especially true in rural Kansas because there are less contractors. Uh, there's some freight charge in getting materials to a rural site. So your cost of construction is higher, and yet market value is lower. Mm. Um, so And so developers just aren't interested really in doing much work in truly rural areas? Yes, that's correct. It, it's a... It, it shows the interlinkage of these issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was suggested that, well, one way to relieve the pressure of housing is to build retirement housing of some kind where retirement age folks would leave the big house they've lived in for decades and move into something smaller, more appropriate for them. And that frees up the existing house to some younger family to move into. An existing house that probably needs a lot of updating. Possibly, possibly, but it's a starter home. It's a way to get started. That's a great idea, but that depends on those retirees wanting to stay in their hometown. And if the healthcare system is in doubt, if they're not sure the, the doctors and the hospital are going to be there in the future, it's going to be tough to keep them in their hometown. And we know that no matter where you live, rural areas, urban areas, regardless, uh, quality of life is also important, and we can bring that broadband issue in through that lens as well because it affects so many other things, right? Absolutely. Broadband really is essential to modern-day living. It's it's true for telemedicine, which is an expanding field and must expand to meet the needs of rural Kansas. It's important for uh, just commerce in general. And if rural communities want to entice their former residents to come back home and do some internet-based business, obviously you have to have high-speed broadband or else it just won't work. If you had to sum it up, how would you describe the extent of the problems you're facing and how hopeful are you that you can actually do something about this? A lot of it goes to the the long-term downtrend in population throughout rural Kansas. More than 100 years. More than 100 years in many cases, yes. Um, if your county is one of those where your economy is tied primarily to production agriculture, crops and cattle, that decline is going to continue. You have to find some way to diversify your economic base, get something else going, whether it's value-added agriculture, some manufacturing. You have to find some options. You didn't answer the question about how optimistic or pessimistic you are personally. I think it's possible for us to bend the curve. Thank you, Representative Don Heineman, Chair of the Rural Revitalization Committee in the Kansas House. We really appreciate the time. Thank you for the opportunity. Sticking with our rural theme, now is the time when lawmakers start separating the wheat from the chaff. The House will come to order. Members will be at their seats. The House seats. and Senate will turn through dozens of bills in the coming week, legislation that would do a variety of things. Lower the corporate tax burden, start trimming back the sales tax on food, revise sentencing rules for some drug crimes, set new rules for locating wind turbines, and perhaps ease some voter registration rules. Now, if those bills don't get passed by one chamber or the other by the end of the week, they're likely dead for the session. Lawmakers have to clear the decks, so to speak, for the really big stuff, like school funding, Medicaid expansion, and the budget issues they must settle before they can adjourn. This is Statehouse Blend Kansas in Topeka. I'm Jim McLean. 
Statehouse Blend Kansas is a production of the Kansas News Service, a collaboration of public radio stations across the state. Visit ksnewsservice.org for stories about health, education, and politics throughout the week. I'm Amy Jeffries, editor of the Kansas News Service and this podcast. If you like it, subscribe to Statehouse Blend Kansas and give it some stars. The song Warm Evening by Nameless Dancers serves as our theme. We found it in Free Music Archive.